Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema, and how are you doing today, Michael? I am feeling like it looks like outside, which is beautiful, gorgeous, sunny. You sure it doesn't have anything to do with the Mexican lunch we just enjoyed? It was very good. Uh, Pastor's Winkle was excellent, but uh, yeah, the guacamole salad, fabulous. Well, there you go. You know, I had the shrimp uh, fajita salad, also equally good. That looked really good. You know, I have a standing rule. I order seafood when I'm on the coasts, but the further you go inland, don't be ordering the seafood. Uh, I thought the rule could have been uh, no seafood in a Mexican restaurant, but oh, you no, said no, it was no, good. No, so. you know, you do seafood in You're a Mexican the coast. restaurant. We You're used right. to go down to Baja California area, Puerto Penasco in Mexico. Excellent seafood tacos, shrimp tacos. Yeah, you can do Mexican seafood. I'm in for a road trip. That sounds all right. There we go. Road trip to there we go. Puerto Penasco. There you have it. Well, today we're going to be talking about uh, a classic movie, old, old movie. Almost uh, as old as me. <clears throat> I was one. Came out May 27th of 1977. The movie, Smokey and the Bandit. Dear awesome. Now, I do remember <clears throat> going out to the theater to see this particular movie. I was a little kid. It was rated PG. And amazingly enough, directed by Hal Needham, it had a budget. Now, mind you, this is 1977 money of $4.3 million. It's a big budget. Now. Not bad. At the box office, the same movie made 126 million dollars that's a really good one now keep in mind it was only released in the united states and canada that's a lot of money to be made without an international release i think they got a little return on their investment don't you i think they got a lot of return especially uh back then that's some huge money that's big dollars now i would tell you the allure of the movie has a lot to do with the cast. True. And this had such a great ensemble, names that are very familiar to anybody and everywhere. And let's take a look at that. The main character was Bo Darvel, who is the bandit. The bandit. Played by Burt Reynolds. Yeah, the late Burt Reynolds. You know, died in 2018, but what a wonderful movie career. Oh, good heavens. Fabulous. Deliverance. Cannonball Run. How about The Longest Yard? Both versions. Both, yeah, that's true. And by the way, he was a Seminole who played college football at Florida State. And even after all his uh, wonderful movies, his career, I, I even went through uh, just his Sally Field or Dom DeLuise movies. You know, it was like seven or eight of those. Um, he did a lot of TV shows too, including an appearance on Beverly Hills 90210. Really? Out there for my wife, yeah. Huge. Did not know that. Look at that. Some some trivia on Burt Reynolds. Now, you mentioned Sally Fields. She plays the love interest in the movie. She plays mm -hmm. a woman by the name of Carrie. Now, I grew up with Sally Fields in rerun uh, on television playing the Flying Nun. 
was on all the time. Yeah, but, she was known for that early on. But think about some of the movies she's been in. Steel Magnolias. How about The Mother in Forrest Gump? Yeah, that was a big one for both those. Uh, and don't forget Mrs. Doubtfire. She was excellent, Mrs. Doubtfire. And she was in the movie Lincoln and played the Mrs. Lincoln. Mrs. Lincoln, yeah. yeah. I saw that. Kind of amazing. Now, Cletus, who is known by the trucker handle Snowman, is played by the country singer Jerry Reed. Now, what's interesting about that is Jerry Reed will uh, collaborate with Bill Justice and provide the music for this movie as well. He does. Good, yeah. good soundtrack. Excellent soundtrack. Now, think of some movies Jerry Reed was in, and I did a double take when I saw this. So he he was in the movie The Bounty Hunter, which uh, featured Jennifer Aniston, but he was also in The Water Boy. The Water Boy. As yes. Coach... You know, Red, uh, red uh, Bulu. I mean, unbelievable. I had no idea that that was Jerry Reed all those years later. And he played Tarzan when he was younger. It looked really good like Tarzan. I saw oh, that picture. Oh, look at that. There yep. you go. Now, going onward, Junior, who's played by Mike Henry, did a series of Tarzan movies oh, in the that's 60s. that's who I meant. Yeah. I meant Tarzan. I have Tarzan the wrong one. Yeah, that was Junior. Junior was Tarzan. Very good. Most known for <clears throat> Tarzan and the Jungle Boy. Uh, but here's the fascinating thing with him. Two things I did not know. Junior, played by Mike Henry. Mike Henry played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, I miss that. And the Los Angeles Rams in the late 50s, early 60s. The studios saw him with the Rams and thought, this guy could be a Tarzan. Brought him into acting where most people know him from, but would not put two and two together. He was on the television show MASH. I have that down. Donald Penobscot, yes. who was the Hot love Lips interest is, uh, of Hot husband. Lips Houlihan. Her yeah. cheating husband. Cheating husband. Cheating husband. Yeah. Not a good guy. I uh the the thing about uh the the thing there, he died twenty twenty one. This yeah. is the most recent death. I was looking, there's a lot of deaths, a lot of these actors are dead. Yeah. He just died this year. So he just very passed eighty three, eighty four years old. I saw yeah. that. Yep. The next one, Sheriff Buford T. Justice, <laughs> who steals the movie and every scene he's in is played yes. by the late, the great Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Probably his most noted movie was in nineteen sixty one, The Hustler. But as a kid, as a, fats. Yeah, as a kid growing up, though, in the metropolitan New York area, TV show WPIX Channel 11, The Honeymooners came on every night at 1130 at night. He, was he the first comedian that really started that whole I'm going to do a sitcom because we saw him all do it. Oh, yeah. But yeah. he might have been the first. That was excellent. It was a huge, huge show. Now, my favorite Jackie Gleason movie, as much as I love Smokey and the Bandit, was the Toy with Richard Pryor. Oh, Matching those two comedian movie. grades up. Yes. I loved him in The Toy. Yeah, phenomenal. And then the, the other two that I want to mention, Little Enos and Big Enos. Oh, yeah. Now, Little Enos is played by Paul Williams. Uh, Paul Williams, never thought about this. He's in the Muppet movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is also in The Battle for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> he, he's he got a ton of musical credits. He's mm -hmm. more of a music guy than he yes, is an he actor. Is. And yet... Such a little guy, you could see why he was in. That's why he was Little show. Enos. Yeah. And then Big Enos is played by Pat McCormick. Now, here are two movies that 
down the road, we're probably going to have to touch on them. One is Mel Brooks' History of the World, Part 1. Love it. One of the funniest movies ever made. Just hilarious. And I bet I, bet I know the other one. Scrooge. Yes. There That's you go. That's why I had Ghost of Christmas present. Yeah. I didn't even think about that until I saw that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's you... him. Didn't put those two together. That same guy. You kind of do that with a lot of these actors and actresses mm-hmm. as we're going through this. But particularly in this movie, you know, Sally Fields is clearly the accomplished actress. But to think about, like, Mike Henry and how he, playing this kind of a dopey character in the movie Junior, is popping up all over the place in these smaller roles. And he kind of cobbled together an amazing career. Yeah. Uh, You know, Burt Reynolds, although has great movie credits, he did a lot of stuff behind the camera as well. He did. Um, And then you look at a guy like, for example, uh, we talked about Jackie Gleason. His career spanned decades. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was that was also incredible the way he did that. Now, I want to mention two other characters, but they're not human beings. (laughs) Number, Number one is with the snowman driving in the big rig is the basset hound named Fred. Fred. Now, I had a basset hound growing up. His name was Winston Frederick Skopak I. Because a basset hound should have a name like that. Okay. And that works. So Fred. People people knew our dog as Winston or Fred. And he answered the both. Very smart. Okay. And the second non-human character in the movie, the Pontiac Firebird. Is kind of a classic, iconic. Uh, the T-top Pontiac Black Firebird with the golden eagle on the hood. It was every boy's dream to have that car. Have the Trans Am. My my uncle had it. Oh, oh yeah, that was a what a they all wanted the Trans Am. Slick, slick ride. So let's talk about the movie a little bit. You know, the plot is fairly simple. They're at a county fair, and little Enos and Big Enos come across Bo Darville, the bandit. And they they put down a they put down a kind of a, a charge a, a bet. A bet. So this speak. is in uh, movie clips one of ten called yeah. a real challenge. Where yeah we're kind of introduced to the whole uh, plot of the story there. With so the bet is eighty thousand dollars to haul four hundred cases of Coors beer from Texarkana to Atlanta in twenty eight hours. But it's illegal. Because Coors Beer could not be sold any further east than Texarkana. Oh, yeah. That was back in the day. That was back in the day. You know, nobody on the East Coast had Coors. It was kind of a mythological beer from Colorado. Yep. And, of course, the bandit, he's going to take on the challenge. And he's going to go get his best friend, his driver, Cletus the Snowman, and his dog, Fred. That's clip two for the money. And they're on their way to Texarkana to go get this beer. Now, no problem going. There's nobody stopping them because they're just going there. Now, Bandit's driving the the Trans Am, the Pontiac Firebird, been blazing with the hood. And Snowman is driving the big old rig with the Art Deco, you know, mural on the side of the trailer. And off they go. They get the beer, no problem. Nothing is illegal Yet. yet. Yeah. And then what happens? Sheriff Buford T. Justice uh, comes across the way. And what's funny is he doesn't catch him speeding. He's looking for a bride. Who happens to be a runaway bride from (laughs) Buford T. Justice's son, Junior. She leaves him at the altar, and she hooks up with the bandit. 
So she's driving in the oh, yeah. beautiful Trans Am with... You might be surprised to hear this is a movie clip for called Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride. There you go. There and she is. Off they go. And the bandit's job is basically to run interference so that Cletus, Snowman, and Fred can get the beer without police intrusion back to Atlanta. And that really is the plot of the movie. It so is. along the way, what's going to happen... They're going to be speeding. They're going to be, uh, you know, going through roadblocks. They're going to be circumventing the law at every twist and turn in this movie. Yeah, the uh, it's kind of funny. Out of the ten movie clips, um, the fifth one is the attention getter. Mm-hmm. Surprise! That's your introduction to Sheriff Buford Justice and Junior, um, and and of course classic Jackie Gleason right from the start kicking him in the butt. Yeah, that is an attention getter. And from that point on, yeah, it's it's cat and mouse stuff, the way they go through. Great scenes, a lot of great interaction. Uh, kind of sets up the movie. Well, and as they're driving along, and, you know, of course, the bandit will will speed ahead. He'll grab the police attention. This way the 18-wheeler can keep rolling down the highway. Uh, they're getting a lot of help along the way. They're getting help from other truckers. They're getting help from... Uh, car clubs they're getting help from people because the means of communication now remember this is 1977 is not the cell phone no cell phones it's a cb radio mm-hmm. and it really breaker, is breaker it was right there in the era where trucking is kind of at an all-time high in this country everybody wanted a cb everybody wanted a handle so of course uh, Bo Darvell's handle is the Bandit, and of course Cletus's handle is Snowman. Snowman. Yeah. So they become legendary, and now knowing the police are chasing them, and everybody wants to be a part of this. I, I saw, I saw a little, uh, little one of those things or information about it where they said that What's Your Twenty became famous because Smoking the Bandit that a ten twenty was for police. Right. What's your location? Yeah. But when he started that. You know, Snowman, what's your 20? Yeah. That became kind of classic speak from that point on for everybody. Oh, yeah. No Not doubt. just in the trucker world. Absolutely it did. And as, as we're watching this unfold, you know, where does this cross over into, into the category of faith? Where does this cross over into the category of culture? You know, we're, we're living in a time right now where we are certainly challenged, to say the least, with regards to how do we view those in positions of authority? Mm. How do we interact with those in authority? And in turn, how do those in authority interact with us? You know, the comedy in the movie is that basically every step of the way, Buford T. Justice is being stripped of his dignity. He loses a door on the car. He loses a door on the other side of the car. His son lost his bride. Well, they, he son lost the bride, but don't forget when the car goes underneath the one rake, the top. he loses the roof. So Junior has to ride with his hand on top of Buford T. Justice's hat to keep Can't it on the as they're barreling down the roadway. Now, that really got me thinking about from our, you know, in, in our respect, uh, in our little community here being Lutheran, it brings us back to Luther's small catechism. And, and it reminds me of, the fourth commandment and its meaning. Oh boy! And you might be going, "How in the world does this have anything to do with Smokey and the Bandit?" But let me let me probe this a little bit. The fourth commandment is honor your mother and the, and your father. What does this mean? According to Martin Luther, he says we should fear and love God so that we do not despise or anger our parents and others in authority, but honor them, serve and obey them, love and cherish them. Now, having said that. 
everything that Smokey, uh, that the Bandit and Snowman do is antithetical to that explanation to the fourth commandment. Uh, I take it one step further. If you just take a look uh, at the Bible, uh, the biblical passage, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, it says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Joy and groaning. Every time you see Buford T. Justice, oh, he just gets himself all worked up, doesn't he? Yes, he does. I mean, there is no joy and there's a whole lot of groaning going on with Buford T. Justice. And I think that's what's kind of going on in some respects in our world today. It is very hard for those in authority to discharge their course of duty without groaning, with joy, because of the pressures, the cultural pressures that are coming down upon them. Now, we all know all it takes is one bad seed to spoil the whole batch, doesn't it? And, And there's a lot of that in our world today. We're not saying that isn't going on. I think what we are saying, though, is that the the given respect to those in authority has been wheedled down to nothing. It's poor. It's, it certainly has gotten a lot worse. You know, it's, it's really difficult. I want you to think, Paul says in Romans, it's uh, the 13th chapter, first verse, he says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. And... How many people really believe that these days? I, I I would challenge you. I think a vast majority of people do not. Yeah, recently I was having a conversation with somebody about how far uh, the disrespect for the office of president has come. I know people like to throw stones. Well, they don't act like it. Right. They don't deserve it. But, but let's face it. You and I have both voted for guys that didn't win, mm-hmm. but we had respect for the other side. Sure. And, and that's gone. Yeah. We see that in the classroom teachers sometimes where we see parents who love their little darling so much they'll automatically side with their child over a classroom teacher like the teacher has a reason yeah to, to hold something against a child you know it, it it's definitely this generation it has changed and how we respect basic authority even people behind the counter at places yeah you know it's funny i said this one day to my wife uh, i still remember going into my son's school Mm -hmm. And saying to the teacher in a school conference, my assumption is you're telling me the truth and he is not. (laughs) That was my assumption. And I said, I want to partner with you because you're the authority in the room. And the teacher looks stunned and shocked because they're not used to having that kind of respect afforded to their position. Nowadays, teachers are having to document everything to almost defend themselves when they have an issue with a child. It's, It's very sad. Yeah, well, and stop it. Look at the world of policing in our world today. For those that are good and honest police, yet they still have to wear body cams, yet they still have to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. document every single thing said, done, etc. Why? Because there are those that are not good and reliable right. and in carrying out their duties in, in good course. So what happens is it deludes the understanding and the respect of any and all those in authority. And that's kind of where we're at. Now, Smokey and the Bandit is an entertaining movie. Hilarious. And we love Buford T. Justice. And and that final scene, Bye Bye Sheriff Justice, uh, 10 of 10, you know, Bandit has won. He and uh, Carrie and... uh, Snowman mm-hmm. have now taken the Cadillac, the the oh the, yeah, from Big the, Enus and Little yeah, Enus the with, the, with with the Longhorns right. on the hood. They're leaving, 
<laughs> and he stops to talk to the sheriff. Yeah. And and is going to lie to him about who he is and doesn't. Tells yeah. him it's over his shoulder. Sets up the sequel. Right. A wonderful sequel. We get Dom DeLuise. We get yeah. Charlotte the Elephant. You know. But but again, he does that as a, he says it's a respect. I can't lie to you, Sheriff. You're, right. You're incredible. Yeah. Um, but it's still that cat and mouse. He says, I've been chased. He goes, yeah. I've been chased by many, but you're the best. You're the best. And I was, there is that little tinge of respect. And that is what I think has eroded in society today. And and I think if we go back and we really consider, you know, and what, what is Martin Luther really saying here? That we should do what? Honor, serve, obey those in authority. Obey. Because God has put them there for your good and well-being it, it goes back to laws mm-hmm. do we view laws that are to protect us or to keep us from something and and that's again this idea growing up of oh all the rules are keeping us from doing something that's what you depend on to be safe that's what you depend on for yeah. order uh, just again go lord of the flies we almost talked about that last week right. with the hunger games yeah you know, we expect that law and yet We've stopped giving respect to the person who enforces it. That's correct. So having said all that, I that leads us to our question of the day. And as we consider Smokey and the Bandit, where we're highly entertained, and if you've if you haven't seen it, I, I believe right now you can see it on Netflix or any of the uh, streaming services. It's just an old, fun, entertaining movie. And by the way, that there is the Trans Am, the Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. Mm. That's the real thing, not not the junk that's on the road today. That thing's embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know what that thing is. Uh, but having said it that... makes you sound old right Oh, there. <laughs> I'm old, but that was a car. I still remember, you know, it's funny things you remember from high school. I can still remember when this uh, kid in my class, he was an uh, only child, older parents. Uh, they had some money. He got one. Oh, and his was red. With the gold eagle on the hood. Very nice. He pulled that thing into the parking lot. Mind you, I had a 1973 Plymouth Duster that every time it rained, <laughs> it would stall. I'm not oh kidding you. My I had to carry a screwdriver to spark it so it would start again. It was a great car. Nice. The question of the day. Who do you have in your life that is in a position of authority? And how are you honoring them? How are you blessing them? Are you lifting them up in prayer? And if not, what would you pray for them now? Okay. How how would you bless those in authority? How do we how do we get back to doing that? That I think is a great question for us to end with today. Now, we're coming up to the end of season 1 next week. That will be our 30th episode of Christ, Culture, and Cinema. And to close out our first season, and we're going to take four weeks off, uh, but don't worry, we're coming back in July. Uh, As we take these four weeks off, uh, we want to send you off with a bang. Now, what comes up every year on Memorial Day weekend, Michael? What's the big sporting event? I believe it's the Indy 500. Uh, and we had some folks in our church who are from Indiana. And that's oh, they like, love it. Oh, it's a huge deal. So we want to do another car movie, but this is really specifically a car movie. It's Ford versus Ferrari. It just came out a couple of years ago. And we're going to have a special guest with us next week. Joining us, uh, going to add a third microphone to the queue. Uh, oh, good. I'm not being replaced. You're not being that's replaced good. yet. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see about that season two renewal. I haven't got my contract yet. There you go. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.
Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you.